I'm Jack Semlicka, and welcome to this episode of our 2018 Precision Farming Dealer Podcast Series. In today's program, we share highlights from several conversations with members of Central Valley Ag's Precision Farming Team during our visit to recognize the Farm Cooperative as the 2018 Most Valuable Dealership. If this is your first time joining us, I'd encourage you to subscribe to this podcast series currently available in iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Or if there's another app you prefer for listening to podcasts, let us know, and we'll make every effort to get it added. And by subscribing, that will allow you to get an alert when upcoming episodes in this series are released. I also encourage you to mark your calendars and plan to join us at the 4th Precision Farming Dealer Summit, January 7th and 8th in Indianapolis. The theme of this dealer-only event is building business value with recurring revenue and will feature sessions on carving out a profitable precision niche, increasing billable service revenue, and establishing a strategy for offering agronomic support. Space is limited, and you can visit precisionsummit.com for more information and program updates. While collaboration is often preached within the precision farming business of a dealership, but not always practiced. Both internal teamwork among employees across departments and cultivation of external partnerships with farm customers combine to create a profitable, productive culture. This is adopted and executed by Central Valley Ag, an 11,500-member farm cooperative. Officially formed in 2003, the Ag Retailer has roots dating back to 1915 and operates 96 locations in eastern Nebraska, western Iowa, and Kansas. To maintain a competitive edge and satisfy customer demand for product and service diversity, the 2018 Precision Farming Dealer Most Valuable Dealership measures success and failures on an acre-by-acre basis. To maintain a competitive edge and satisfy customer demand for product and service diversity, the 2018 Precision Farming Dealer Most Valuable Dealership measures successes and failures on an acre-by-acre basis. In today's Precision Farming Dealer podcast, we share conversations I had during our visit to Central Valley Ag's Oakland, Nebraska location with Keith Byerly, Advanced Cropping Systems Manager, and Chris Winkelbauer, Advanced Cropping Systems Equipment Manager, discussing their secrets to customer retention service excellence, and product diversity. Better to be here with Keith Byerly in our 2018 Most Valuable Dealership Program. So I appreciate you taking time to sit down with us. So Keith, maybe to start out, you can give us a, a little bit of an overview of uh, what your role and responsibility is here with CBA. Sure. I'm the Precision Ag Manager here at Central Valley Ag. I've been with the company for 16 years, uh, started in the agronomy sales arena, been in the precision ag business now for 14 of those 16 years in in various leadership roles throughout the company as we've grown and merged and and continued our growth to service more customers through the years. So my primary responsibilities really are twofold. Day to day, I primarily focus on our ACS prescriptive services team or our ACS regional manager team. 
That's the team and the side of the business that focuses day in and day out on delivering prescriptions and services to our growers that help them take that in-field collected data, whether it's soil samples, as applied data, harvest data, those pieces of the puzzle, and putting that together and turning it back into a prescription that's actionable out in the field that lets them control inputs to improve their profitability and their sustainability. The other side of my responsibilities are around our ACS equipment team. Uh, we've got Chris Winklebauer and, and our equipment team there that runs a multi-line aftermarket precision equipment dealership. Many of the lines that you'd expect to see uh, and those names that you're used to in Precision Ag, we're carrying those and doing the installation and service for our customers. So we like to think of ourselves a little bit as a one-off dealership there. We, we deal with all the major Precision Ag pieces and then the the direct pieces that attach to those the yetters and and the things like that that go right with that so from that side of the business we really try to attack this thing from both sides for precision ag because a long time ago before i was even here when we started this in this business 20 something years ago in precision ag back in the 90s um we realized that having the equipment part was really paramount to being able to deliver the prescriptive services. If we had the relationship in the cab with the grower and we're controlling the flow of data there and helping them manage that data, they were gonna turn right back around and entrust us to use those prescription services. So that was really kind of a hand-in-hand -hand relationship that started back on day number one with us to, to be able to, to do both sides of the business to the fullest of their potential. So that's kind of the history of it. Mm -hmm. well, and you hit on something, obviously, that's become increasingly important, especially on the precision side, and obviously the, uh, the customer relationships and uh, keeping those customers once you've gotten them into the services and products that you provide. Uh, talk a little bit about some of the retention success you guys have seen here at CVA on the precision side. Sure. We, we've got a lot of customers, and, and it comes from all of the parent companies that that have come together to form CVA that have been with our programs now for 18 to 20 years. We've got a lot of fields that are on their fourth and fifth generation of grid soil sampling, uh, multiple generations of the zone sampling. Those things have have just been a relationship that's been long-term with those guys because they understood early on what the philosophy of what we were trying to do is. The thing with Precision Ag is, is that a lot of times you're on the cutting edge and, and every once in a while you go up to bat and you miss. And those long-term relationships that we built with guys because we, we were conservative in the early days and really made sure that what we were doing not only had the best interest of the customer in mind, but was a pretty high likelihood to give them the ROI that they were looking for with that business. So that was really the foundation of building a lot of these relationships was, was being conservative, having some of the best people that we could find out there and building those people up to provide those prescriptive services and those hardware services so that we had the opportunity to now, in, in a lot of cases, we're multi-generational now with that. The, the kids that we watched grow up are now the ones making the decision and dad stepped back and, and we still have the opportunity to be the, the trusted partner there from this standpoint. So, when, And I think you've said that uh, it's been something uh, uh, north of, of 80% mm -hmm. in terms of a customer retention rate on the precision side, yep. which is, is pretty impressive. Yep. That's, that's really been at, uh, heavily attributed to the fact that 
we've had great employee retention on the backside. A lot of these ACS regional specialists have been with us for you know over 10 years in a lot of cases, maybe not in their specific role in ACS, but with CVA for a long, long time and have built up those relationships on a one-on-one basis. So it's more than just a business, uh, a vendor, uh, a vendor customer relationship. It's really a relationship that goes deeper with that. The other side of that though, is where the opportunity has come to us now with field reveal to realize that we need to build those relationships out to a deeper level that involve more of the agronomy sales team so that more people are involved in that relationship and we can continue to retain our, our customer base, which is obviously the, the entirety of our success and keep this sort of retention going forward. And you mentioned, I mean, obviously, uh, retention is, is a huge part of the continuity of a, a precision business. And that's obviously something that's uh, a challenge for, for quite mm-hmm. a few dealerships. Uh, you know, especially today, uh, there's a lot of competition out there. What do you see has been, uh, maybe the secret to, to your success and, and being able to minimize some of the turnover you guys have had in that department? Don't really think there's any secret to the success. It just simply comes down to treating people with respect, being open with communication and listening when they have ideas and when they have concerns. As long as you keep communication open and you're honest with them, we'll weather storms. The the current ag economy certainly isn't the first time we've been through this with the guys that have been with us long term. And uh, and they know that, that there's ups and downs in this business and it's cyclical and as long as there's mutual respect, not just between myself and, and them, but with the entirety of the company and the, the senior leadership of this company and with them. That's been a huge key to just keeping employees uh, vested in the company and, and feeling like that this is a home. It's more than a job. You mentioned, obviously, the, uh, the prescriptive services have, have increased as a part of the business here. Uh, maybe you can walk us through uh, kind of the dynamic and structure of that element and uh, how you price and, and you sure. know, plan those out, deliver those to your customers. Sure. So the prescriptive services side of things really comes down to, um, you know, in a very simple term, it's just a lot of custom computer programming is what it is. And you just have to look at the ability to gain efficiency with it. So through the years, what used to take a long period of time to create a variable rate seating prescription, for instance, with efficiency and with people and with knowledge that grows from our team, we're able to bring that piece down to a smaller amount of time and still deliver a better quality product than what we used to do. So that that's just a piece that lets us build on it. And that's really been the mentality, whether it was when we started in the early days with nothing but a grid soil sampling program or when we started adding equipment to the lineup or, or any of those pieces, it just really comes down to the fact that that we have to be multi-layered on who can supply the background work for that so that we're not relying on one person stopping workflow. And as long as we can keep the workflow flowing and we can do it for a, uh, a you know, Locally as a co-op, as long as we can do it for a market reasonable price, that's what we're after. The benefits of when things get tight is that it, you have to roll up your sleeves and look for the efficiency that's out there. And 
you know, $7 corn was a great thing. It let a lot of people update facilities, update hardware, and the things that we need to do on a regular basis to stay relevant in the market. But we also bought a lot of technology that we bought just for the sake of having technology. It didn't really have to justify itself out there with an ROI. It didn't have to do a lot of things other than be convenient. Now we're back to the point with the way that commodities are today that it's not just about what that piece of hardware does for it or what that prescription does for me. It's about the people understanding my operation and my goals so that the reason that that is put in place is linear with my, with my business plan, linear with the grower's business plan, so that they know that they're building a compounding of investments and not building a silo of investments over here and a silo of investments over here and not necessarily having them come together and provide that synergy effect to multiply the return on investment. When you're looking at, obviously, uh, the growth and, and the goals that you guys have uh, in this area of, uh, of the business, um, what do you view as, as maybe some of the, the biggest challenges to continuing that growth? Sure. I think one of the biggest challenges that we face um, right now comes from uh, what I call the, the Silicon Valley money coming into agriculture. We, we have a lot of people that have invested in agriculture in the last few years that are not from an agricultural base. They don't necessarily have the long-term view of what agriculture is, and, and they're here with great intentions. They, they have a noble purpose of improving the economy, but maybe don't understand the cyclical nature of our business mm -hmm. and, and that this thing has its peaks and valleys and it can switch back and forth relatively quickly or that it can take long-term effects. So with those multinationals coming in, obviously they have a much bigger budget to market with. They have a much bigger budget to put development resources in place and things like that that go out there and provide solutions for growers, especially from the prescriptive services mm -hmm. side of things. The, the inverse of that, though, is, is that they don't have the boots on the ground. They don't have people that have had their fingers in that dirt on that farm that understand where that family came from, where the history of this piece of dirt is and things like that to really circle back around and understand that not every grower's motivation is top yield and producing the most bushels they can. Some guys are, are grain farmers because they need it for livestock. Some guys are, have, I mean, there's all sorts of different motives that exist out there. And when it's a computer spitting out a prescription and delivering it wirelessly to a grower, there's a lot of things that happen in the background uh, on that farm that don't have an opportunity to influence that final product. And that, I think, is really where our differential advantage continues to be. We have to improve our game to be on par with the speed and, and the things that they can do with that Silicon Valley uh, investments and, and the technology that they're bringing into agriculture. We have to stay relevant in the market. We can't afford to fall behind. But at the same point in time, we've got a differential advantage that we have to capitalize there too. Good. Well, very good uh, visiting with you here, Keith, today. And uh, congratulations again on the uh, 2018 Most Valuable Dealership honor. Thanks, Jack. Thanks.
So uh, we're here with uh, Chris Winklebauer uh, with CVA and uh, again, recipient of our 2018 Precision Farming Dealer Most Valuable Dealership. So uh, Chris, maybe we could just start out talking a little bit about your role here with the organization and then what your responsibilities are. Sure. So my role is the uh, ACS Equipment Manager, um, work with the side of the sales, installation, um, basically getting the equipment up and running out on the grower's, uh, the grower's farm. Um, not so much on the data side, but getting the other side of it ready for the data to come in. Uh, with that, I've got uh, two other guys that work with me. We're kind of spaced throughout the company somewhat evenly so that we can cover the company the best we can. In terms of the geography that you have to cover in your service area, um, how are you kind of managing and overseeing that from an efficiency standpoint, obviously with a, as large of a customer base as you guys have here? Sure. It's, uh, it's constantly a struggle, but it's something that we, um, we strive to get better at every day. Um, we are, um, we're getting to the place where we're using a lot more um, tools such as, you know, looking into things that we can do over our phone. Maybe we can give them support. Uh, whether it's through something like AgriSync or, or FaceTime, you know, how can we solve that without being on the farm? Obviously, there's cases where we do need to be on the farm, but uh, if we can solve it over the phone, that's really, really our goal because that saves us the trip and it gets that grower up and going that much quicker. Um, and like I was saying, we've got uh, three, different, three different ones of us that are, are spread throughout the company. And, um, you know, we don't really have necessarily regions. We go where the work is, but, um, you know, try to stay in our area as much as we can. Uh, maybe you could share a little bit with us uh, about the, uh, the scope of the services that you guys have on the equipment side and some of what you're offering to your customer base. So we really, um, you know, like I was saying, we're, we're in the sales side of it from the beginning mm -hmm. of helping that grower identify w what he's looking for, uh, basically taking a problem that he had last year, let's say on his planner, um, you know, maybe he wasn't getting seeding depth. Okay, what do we need to do to make sure that don't happen this next year? And really going through some options of what we think we could do and working with that grower um, as a team to figure that out. From, from the time that we figure that out, kind of get a plan put together, then it's installation. And after you know, we don't stop at installation. It's getting that guy up and running. Once we get stuff installed, we're going to be back there that first day of uh, of planting or ahead of this ahead of the planting, so that we can kind of all get familiar with how the system works mm -hmm. and and have a good understanding of it. Because the technology is great, but if we don't know how to use it, you know, it don't really matter how much money we spend on it. So, following through the whole process is really key for us. Um, not leaving that grower out there to hang and try to figure it out mm -hmm. himself. We want to be part of that team. Sure. Well, you mentioned obviously it's a pretty uh, comprehensive, uh, you know, start to finish offering that you guys have here. Um, how are you uh, pricing and packaging some of the services that you guys have here on the equipment side? Um, so. Basically, we've got a we've got an install price um, is how we do it. Um, you know, obviously, buy the equipment. There's an install price, and with that install price, that's getting you up and running as well. Is kind of the way we've done that up to this point. Now, the next year, then maybe there'd be some some additional fees at that point, but we don't really want to charge for that. We want it all to be one one package because we don't want the guy to think, well, you know what, maybe I can get this up and going by myself, which. He may may be able to, but we really want to be a team with uh, a team player with him and 
and make sure that that is operating like it's supposed to. What, what's the, the typical cost then for, uh, for maybe a service? Maybe you have a couple of examples for how you guys price out things. So we've got an hourly rate that we do, I'm going to say year two and on um, of if we're out there. And we basically just charge when we get to the farm. Um, we've got an hourly rate. We've got some set fees that, uh, you know, if it's a downpour system, we've got, depending on how many rows it is, we've got basically a set fee that we will do on that side of it. Uh, yield monitor, steering system, we've got set fees that we go with. Talk a little bit about some of the growth you've seen on the uh, equipment side over the last couple of years. I know it's been a challenging environment for, for uh, a number of dealers, uh, but maybe uh, you guys have, have seen something uh, that's obviously been you know useful and, and working for yeah. you. It, it's been challenging, but on the same side, I think it's been a lot more fun. Um, you know, the guys that are looking for the equipment now are looking because they have an issue out in the field. And working tight with them on what's the ROI of the product that we're bringing to them, uh, what's it going to do on their farm, and that grower is is heavily involved with wanting to make that work too. So it's um, you know in the last couple of years we have had growth. Um, it, it's been kind of um, a down economy right now, you might say, but I think there's still a lot of potential out there. There's a lot of uh, a lot of things that we can do better. So. You know, if, if the markets aren't there, what are we going to do? We need to we need to raise more green. We need to do what we can on our side and and take advantage of every acre that's out there. And I think that's that's the side that we've seen is just working heavily with that grower to what's the next step? What's the weakest link on your farm? What can we? How can we get you to that next step? And working close with them on that. Uh, how are you guys uh, kind of? Uh, showcasing or proving that ROI when it comes to the equipment side of things? So we've got a few different, uh, you know, obviously there's some of the data out there um, floating around, but we've uh, we've got our answer plots that we've worked pretty heavily with. Um, our R&D coordinator has been nice enough to do a lot of trials in those uh, plots for us so that we can start putting some numbers to what we're talking about. You know, we can get information anywhere, but it's kind of nice when it's in our backyard. Okay, here's what we're seeing. And with that, here's a couple of things that we did just try to, you know, kind of break the system. What what does the extreme show us, you know? Um, just having that data and then also having the plots that we can take growers out to and be like, here's what we're seeing. You know, let's walk out there together and, and take a look at this. So looking at, uh, you know, maybe some of the challenges that you guys are facing, what do you see as some of the the biggest obstacles to to continuing that growth and and progressing, especially on the hardware side, which I know, uh, you know, is an increasingly challenging environment for a lot of dealers. Um, you know, there's always there's always plenty of obstacles. Uh, it's just kind of figuring out how to, how do we get around them? Well, how do we work with them? Right. Um, like we talked, the economy obviously is going to be the one that comes to the top of the of the uh, table there, but. I think really working with that grower and seeing where we can where we can bring an ROI and how we can fix a problem is where we need to focus. Um, if we focus on the agronomic perspective of it, we'll be fine. Um, to say there's no obstacles out there, that's less than the truth. But, um, you know, the thing is that we run into a lot is some of the dealers that start up just, um, I'm not even going to say smaller dealers, but they're 
they're an overnight dealer mm -hmm. and they want to move some product and get it out there quick and then there's not as much support behind it and that's where we really strive to make sure that we follow through and give that support afterwards um, there's nothing worse than buying something and then feeling like you're on an island um, I guess that's what we really focus on where are you seeing the most opportunity? Uh, obviously, uh, uh, and you can maybe talk a little bit about some of the, the product diversity that CVA has here on the precision side, but in terms of looking at um, you know, where that customer need and, and even demand is going to be in the future, sure. um, you know, where, where do you see that evolving? You know, a couple of years ago, it was maybe a little bit more around the steering side. Uh, we've seen quite a bit of um, movement there, but Lately here, it's really been around the planner. Um, there's been a lot around the planner. Yield monitors, those have been out there for a while. Yes, we can do things to make them better and get better quality data, but it's really around the planner. You know, putting that seed in the ground is the most important part of the whole year. If we don't do that right, everything else is kind of scrap after that. Um, so we've had a lot of focus around the planner, and that's been a lot of our conversations with growers is, um, you know, looking at the downforce side, our, our seating depth, our singulation, what can we do to improve that? Um, in some cases, just getting something in the grower's hands so that they can see, do I have a problem? Don't I have a problem? You know, and instead of waiting until the crop comes up and be like, oh, wow, <laughs> this ain't good. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the side that we're seeing the most movement on is probably the planners. From a supplier standpoint, uh, you know, talk a little bit about uh, what you're seeing, you know, with uh, some of the companies that you're working with and, and the relationships you have with them. So we work with uh, Yield 360, Precision Planning, and Ag Leader are basically our, our biggest uh, vendors that we work with. Precision Planning, they've got a pretty, um, a pretty wide variety of things that they're working on right now. Um, they are really there's a lot of stuff coming and I think that's where we need to be on the planning side. They're constantly innovating and, and coming up with new, new things. And there's a lot of stuff to come yet that, that we haven't even thought about, you know, multi-hybrid planning is something that's a little bit newer in our area. It's been out there for a little bit um, from precision planning. And I think some of that stuff is where we really need to think outside of the box, things that, you know, in our, in our business, things that they really can't get at the OEM level. Um, or what can we take from the OEM and, and step it up a notch? Then looking at, uh, I guess, uh, some of the specialization uh, with products now, and that seems to be a movement that, you know, uh, is certainly happening within the precision industry, but uh, whether it's from the data side or the product side, um, where do you see uh, some, some areas that, uh, you know, you guys can look to, to maybe expand into that there's a need in your region uh, for some of the products that might be out there and available? You know, obviously it's... Uh, it's about how we can get the data back uh, from whether we're planting, harvesting, whatever. How can we get that data streamlined so that we can get it in touch or get it in the hands of that trusted advisor? Uh, that's probably one of the biggest things that I see right now. With that, then having that connection of what we're doing on that farm, you know, whether it's getting the right tool in the grower's hands so he can see what what is actually happening as he's planting. Um, I see those two kind of being the main ones that we're working on right now and have been working on. It's just, a, it's just constantly building up from there.
Well, thank you to Keith and Chris for their time and their contributions to Central Valley Ag being honored as our 2018 Most Valuable Dealership. And look for coverage of our next Most Valuable Dealer recipient coming in our winter 2019 edition of Precision Farming Dealer, along with extended digital coverage. I certainly look forward to your feedback on today's program, so feel free to drop me an email at jzemlicka at lessetermedia.com or give me a call at 262-777-2441. And if you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or the Google Play Store to get an alert when future episodes are released. And don't forget, you can also keep up on the latest precision farming news impacting your dealership today by registering online for our free daily email update. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at PFD Editors and on our Precision Farming Dealer Facebook page. Finally, just another quick reminder to join us at the fourth Precision Farming Dealer Summit coming up January 7th and 8th in Indianapolis. Again, the theme of this dealer-only event is building business value with recurring revenue. Space is limited, and you can visit PrecisionSummit.com for more information and program updates. Well, I hope that you'll join us again on December 12th for the next episode in our 2018 podcast series. For Keith Byerly, Chris Winklebauer, and the entire Central Valley Ag Precision team, and our entire staff here with Precision Farming Dealer, I'm Jack Zemlicka. Thanks for listening.